Many new investors are so focused on looking for properties that would give positive cash flow right away. And if it doesn't, they hold off on their decision year after year. Is this really the best way to invest in real estate? Or do you close yourself off from potentially bigger financial benefits? Let's find out. I'm Edric Maguan, and this is The Real Deal. First things first, let's define cash flow. Cash flow is the difference between your cash inflow or the rental income and your cash outflow or all the payments related to the property. When I say all payments, these include your loan amortization and your property expenses, which comprise of monthly dues, insurance, taxes, and other incidental expenses. In mathematical terms, cash flow equals monthly rental income less monthly loan amortization less monthly property expenses. Let's further break down loan amortization, as it is important to distinguish between the two parts because only a portion of which is an expense. Part of the loan amortization goes to the payment of the principal amount of the loan. We call this loan paydown. When you pay the principal amount, you just convert your cash into the equity of the property. The other part goes to the payment of interest. This is the expense portion. In mathematical terms, loan amortization equals loan paydown plus interest expense. This means we can further expand the cash flow formula to say cash flow equals rental income minus loan paydown minus interest expense minus property expenses. So ang tanong, dapat bang mag-invest ka lang in properties where the rental income can cover all the payments? In other words, should you only invest in properties where rental income is greater than the loan amortization and property expenses? To answer this question, you have to understand the three tiers of cash flow. But before we move on, if you find this content helpful, hit the like button. Tier 1. Positive cash flow, which I already mentioned earlier. Your rental income is greater than the total of your loan amortization and property expenses. We all want this, right? But the thing is, for the same property, property expenses are more or less fixed. The amount of cash flow, therefore, is directly related to your loan amortization. Put in another way, your cash flow depends on how much you have paid for the property in cash as down payment. The bigger your down payment, the smaller your home loan. This means you have a smaller monthly loan amortization and therefore higher cash flow and vice versa. So there is a positive correlation between the amount of cash flow and how much you pay in cash. To illustrate, let's look at two scenarios. Scenario A is you pay for the property in cash. This means your loan amortization is zero, while for scenario B, you pay 20,000 per month in loan amortization. With the rental income and property expenses held constant, definitely you will have a bigger cash flow in scenario A than in scenario B. The problem is, especially when you're young and still building your asset base, you don't always have the option to pay for the property in cash or even a big portion of the total price in cash. And when you see that paying a lower down payment may end up with a negative cash flow, you may choose to wait and save up. But is it a smart move? The answer is no, not always, especially when it prevents you from investing earlier. Instead of earning capital appreciation right away, you are putting yourself at risk of losing out to ever-increasing real estate prices. How many times have you heard someone say, Sana mas maaga ako nag-invest? I can tell you, I've heard it hundreds of times. 
Nor is it always the best idea to pay more upfront just to get into tier 1. Think about it. Let's say you have to invest an additional 1 million to generate positive cash flow every month. This means it will take you years to get the cash back through rent. This 1 million could be used to generate more wealth such as by starting your investment in another property. This brings me to tier 2, positive income, where your cash flow is negative but your rent is enough to cover the expenses. In other words, your rental income is greater than all the expenses or the total loan interest expense and property expenses. This is similar to the positive cash flow formula except for one key piece, the loan pay down. This means you still pay part of the principal payments of the loan. Now the question is, should you avoid tier 2 or positive income but negative cash flow? Not necessarily. If paying less cash in tier 2 means you're able to start sooner or you're able to spread out your cash to invest in more high growth potential properties, then you'll come out way ahead through the capital appreciation you'll earn. How? Let's say you're looking at a 6 million peso property in a high growth potential location that is projected to grow by 10% each year for the next few years. But because you don't have enough cash to invest to generate positive cash flow, you decide to just hold off investing even if you can invest enough to generate positive income. With this, you are foregoing a huge capital appreciation of 600,000 after year one and an additional 660,000 after year two and the amount of increase will only get bigger every year. This is because capital appreciation has a compounding or snowballing effect caused by growth upon growth. To learn more about the power of capital appreciation, check out my other video. So if you're thinking of delaying your investment because you aim for a positive cash flow right away, you may want to reconsider. You may be chasing pennies, but giving up millions in the long run. Yes, cash flow is important, but it is not everything. When thinking about cash flow, it actually has a very different role versus building your wealth. Cash flow will build your wealth modestly at best. The purpose of cash flow is more to make sure you are able to cover your expenses. This keeps you financially secure and lets you keep your investment. Capital appreciation, on the other hand, as demonstrated earlier, will be the main wealth driver. This is particularly true when you invest in locations or developments with strong fundamentals that tend to have high capital appreciation. This means that every year you delay is a huge lost opportunity to earn capital appreciation. If you want to know which locations or developments have high growth potential, schedule a free consultation with me or message me by the link in the description. And remember, you won't be in tier 2 forever as rental rates tend to increase or escalate. Through rent escalation, your negative cash flow may only last a few years. Magpa positive cash flow karin and get into tier 1. Yes, investing in tier 2 can be a smart move, but only in certain situations. So what are the situations that enable you to invest in tier 2? Tier 2 cash flow strategy is a smart choice for you if 1. Your primary source of income is stable. For example, you have a permanent job in a corporation or you have built a stable business already, bringing in a certain baseline amount every month. Second, you don't have to focus on cash flow positive properties when you already have multiple sources of income. When you have multiple sources of income, you don't have to worry too much about the negative cash flow from the property. Again, you can earn massively through capital appreciation 
even if the property does not bring in positive cash flow yet. Your multiple sources of income will just act to keep you stable. But if you plan that this real estate investment will be your primary source of cash flow or income now, then your cash flow is very important and you should only invest in cash flow positive property or the tier one cash flow strategy. Finally, we have tier three, loss, where your cash flow is negative and your rental income is not enough to cover the expenses. When this happens, you are not only paying for the principal of the loan, but you're also taking out money from your pocket to pay for the interest and other property expenses. Ideally, you want to either avoid this situation completely or you have an action plan to get yourself out of tier three and into tier two in a relatively short amount of time. Let's say you come across a property that for one reason or another, you really must buy, but you don't have enough cash right now to get to a higher tier. This puts you into tier three of cash flow. There are two ways to get out of it. One, you can save up and work to pay your loan in advance, which will decrease your future interest expenses. Two, you can furnish or improve the property to bring in a higher rental income. Doing either of these can get you out of tier three. When you understand the three tiers of cash flow, you'll be able to make the right investment decision that will make you more millions over the long run. Thank you for watching. If you want to inquire about the pre-selling developments that I offer, you may get sample computations or sign up for a free consultation by visiting my website or by messaging me on my social media. I'm an accredited broker of the country's most trusted developers. And if you want to learn more about real estate investing, please subscribe to my channel and check out my other video. Let's get rich and financially free one property at a time.